Just letting you know, this episode contains sensitive content. We talk about things like mental health, anxiety, depression, and suicide. If any of these are triggering for you, please reach out to your support network. Welcome to the Alchemy of Success podcast. I'm Vince Fusco. In the last 15 years, I've done everything from stagehand to award-winning director, husband and father of two, creative marketing expert, and professional growth and success coach. I specialize in helping people find their purpose, reach their goals, and realize their dreams, while building their confidence and self-love to live a life at their full potential. This podcast is dedicated to the exploration of the human experience, the drivers of, and the physical, mental, and spiritual metrics we measure success by. From personal life stories to inspiring tales from special guests, we'll be sharing our journeys of success and what it is to us. My hope is that this show will serve as a source of personal inspiration to spark your curiosity and ignite your mind, body, and spirit to your own brilliance. So you too can thrive in finding your own alchemy of success. Here he is. How are you, mate? I'm excellent, brother. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. How's your day? Fantastic. Been so looking forward to this evening and uh, catching up with you and having a chat. So I'm glad to hear, mate. Same as me. I've um I've had a very busy day, but yeah, I knew I had this to finish off. So yeah, it's gonna be good. Just been loving the content on Instagram and everything. And I'm so happy that I found you when I did. And then listening to the podcasts and hearing your story, the mental health side of things, your perspective that you brought to it or the vulnerability, but just everything that sort of brought you to where you're at and what you're now doing is so rock and roll inspirational. And it's the type of journey that I just find intriguing people can learn so much from it and I just wanted to really celebrate that and say thank you for you know even sharing it I greatly greatly appreciate that that's um yeah that's made my day because that's uh yeah like you said there we, we all have our trials and tribulations and we all go through different things but um I guess becoming a father that was the point where I was just like as yourself you're a father as well so like it just got to a point for me where I was just like, yeah, I need I need to tell people that it's okay not to be okay. And then there is a way out of being in that headspace. And, um, yeah, without being called, you know, crazy or clinically insane or, um, yeah, suicidal tendencies and everything like that. I think it's all very harsh relatives that, um, especially in, a, in the male society as well, it needs to not only change, but the language around it needs to be changed as well. Like, I think that was the biggest thing for me when I, yeah, we'll get into it more, but when I was going through that period of my life, it was like, I can't tell anyone about this because, um, like, you know, like I'm six foot two, six foot three, like 100 kilos, big guy, plays sports, goes to the gym, yeah, you know, right. after himself. Oh, but he's went and done that. Like, I can't tell people that. Like, that was the biggest thing that was going through my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get into it more. But, yeah, yeah, it's a... It's all of those yeah, those great. those stereotypical sort of... And you, you've spoken about it on your podcast with your guests, both like uh, Jacob Weatherly, Matt Morris. You've, you've spoken about those things, um, the stereotypes and the archetypes of our dad's or the generation before us, do you know what I mean? Like that toxic masculinity. And toxic masculinity is such a new term, isn't it? Like it's such a, when you look at it in the the whole lexicon history, toxic masculinity is one of those things that's only been born in the last 10 years and promoted in the media, do you know what I mean? But it's not wrong. It isn't wrong in the sense that it is toxic masculinity and it's those things that have been damaging and we only see them as damaging now retrospectively, don't we? But, oh, my God, we could be here forever, bro. Welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Success. Um, I came across The Gentle Fatherhood, at The Gentle Fatherhood on Instagram. Um, it's run by a guy named Jacob Atkinson out of Newcastle, New South Wales. You can also check out his podcast and should check out the podcast at The Gentle Fatherhood podcast, wherever good pods are cast. And I'm so happy to have him sitting in front of me now. Jacob, welcome to the show. Mate, thank you for having me. It's a uh, 
yeah, as an honor. And yeah, I'm so grateful you um, stumbled onto my page by accident, as you said. And yeah, we've been able to connect and have some stories. But yeah, thank you so much. Now, your story for our listeners who maybe haven't stumbled across your pages yet or haven't had a chance to hear your podcast, in a nutshell, how would you summarize your journey from where you were, um, your day to day professional career? to an event that led you to where you are now? How would you summarise that for us? Yeah. Uh, it is, it's a, it's a, I say it's a long story all the time every time I explain it, but it's a, it's a story that I love telling because, for one, I'm able to um, oh, hopefully help someone out there and hopefully they're in, able to relate to it and maybe help someone out there. And I'm also able to reflect on it as well and able to, yeah, see that growth and see where I've come from. So I guess it's um I would I would begin my um journey would be pretty much when my partner fell pregnant with our firstborn. Um how old's my daughter now? She's nearly three, so it would be four, four and a half years ago now. And um <clears throat> we were trying to have a child and I was so excited to have a child and I was yeah, I was really, really, really pushing to have a child even though like I'm I'm 27 now so we were 23 trying to have a child so it's pretty young yeah um but yeah like I, I just wanted a child so badly I never asked myself why but I soon came to find out why I really wanted a child <laughs> um I yeah I pushed that really hard felt pregnant um it was an amazing time I loved every single second of it um and then it got to about um probably about four or five months into into her pregnancy so probably about halfway through all of a sudden i um i remember i the first time that this happened i was i was at the gym so i um regularly trained at the gym trained five times a week um tried to look after myself physically and then all of a sudden about halfway through my gym session i started racing really badly oh okay what's this and I, I tried to really try and calm myself down but nothing would work so I was like oh, I can't do this like so I ran out of the gym got in my car shouldn't have got in my car but got in my car started driving home I was racing that that quickly like I was really starting to sweat and pins and needles You're having chest pains at all at this point or no it wasn't really chest pains no it was just like rapid really rate. really it's like, yeah it was like nothing's going to calm me down yeah I was like, okay, got home, straight onto the bed. I never, every time I tell this story, I never forget this. <laughs> All my clothes off except my undies, jumped on the bed, had, had my arms up, put the fan up as high as I could. And I was like, I just need some fresh air. I just needed to chill out. Yeah. Laying on the bed, five, 10 minutes, and it was, it was getting really bad now. It was getting to the point where I was just like, what was going through my mind? I was like, I'm having a heart attack. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. And how old were you at this point? So you, I would have been 23, so very, very young. And at the gym, you weren't um, thinking could have been like pre-workout or anything like that. There's just... Well, that's, that's the thing. I I had that going through my mind um, because I regularly did take pre-workout. So I thought it might have been that, but it's, it, it just lasted for so long. Yeah. And yeah. I was used to, used to taking pre-workout. So, yeah, I was like five, ten minutes into this, I was like, I need to, I need to rethink need to need, need this to happen called the ambulance um my partner got home before the ambulance got there what's going on i couldn't even explain to her what was going on so my heart's racing I feel like i'm having a heart attack i've called an ambulance cool sweet so got that sorted went down there they did a check over no oh, you're all fine there's nothing physically wrong um it might have been a pre-workout maybe just stop taking a pre-workout okay cool Week later, hadn't taken any pre-workout, anything like that. Got to work, exact same thing. Heart racing, panicking, stretching out, couldn't focus. I was like in a dizzy state. There is something wrong physically with me. There is yeah. something wrong. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but there is something wrong. So once again, drove home, and I'm not condoning that, but that's exactly what I did. I drove home. Two for two. Two for two. <laughs> two for two. Got home, exact same thing again, stripped all my clothes off, jumped on the bed, turned the fan up, ambulance again, 
they took me down and yeah, they did check over again. They've just like, there is nothing physically wrong with your body. There has to be something wrong. Like you said that it was pre-workout. I start taking it. Now it's happened again. So what, what, what is it? One of the ambulance, it wasn't even the doctor. It was an ambulance driver. He's like, oh, have you, um, have you suffered with anxiety before? Anxiety? What's anxiety? What can I swear? Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. It's a podcast. You can do whatever the Uh, fuck you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've done a podcast before and I've accidentally swore. Anyway. um, Yeah. So I was like, what's anxiety? Like I, being a 23 year old and not knowing about mental health, I mean, looking after my body, body physically. Yeah. He's like, maybe you should start looking into it. Okay. All right. Cool. So I started looking into it. Um, and it, this is the thing that I, I guess I did, I wish I didn't do, but I wish it was taught more to men that there is more options than just going straight to a GP and getting medication. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so I didn't know any about this and my mom was looking after me and doing the best that she said. And she was just like, let's just go to the GP and let's just get some medication. Cool. Went and got the medication. Um, I didn't even explain to the doctor what happened. I just said, I, f- I feel like I've got anxiety prescription. So, yeah. So straight on to the um, antidepressants they were. So I found out that antidepressants, it wasn't anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you didn't even have Sorry. to explain any symptom, no, yeah. but it's just handed no, over, no. isn't it? Just like, here you go. Yeah, take I, I, this, have, I feel like I have anxiety. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I have anxiety. Cool. Here's a, here's a prescription. 100%. Um, yeah. So I three days into, um, into this medication, each day it was just getting worse and worse and worse. So this, this feeling of heart racing, hallucinating, um, just not feeling myself just continued on and on and on. And over the three days, it got worse and worse on the medication. Then on the third night, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was just covered in sweat. And I just remember, I, I, I remember saying to my partner, I just want this to stop. Like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah, I'm trying everything that I can not to think about it. And <laughs> that's the, the complex about anxiety, right? The more you think about anxiety, the heavier. Right. <laughs> So I, yeah, I just, I just cannot take this anymore. I just can't do it. And it sounds strange, but I, I, on that medication, it felt like my body was taking over. Like I wasn't thinking about thought processes, just my body. Yeah. So yeah, like as I said on my podcast, I've, I didn't preempt this and I didn't, um, I didn't think I was going to do it. And I think in the back of the mind, I knew I wasn't going to do it. But the scary thing was I tried. So yeah. I, yeah, straight to the kitchen. Um, and, yeah, all that was going through my mind was I need this to stop right now. I can't take this anymore. So, yeah. So what did you want to stop? Sorry, Jacob. What did you want to stop? I wanted to stop feeling like I – I felt like I was having like a heart attack every single day of every minute. Okay. And I, I, all I was trying to do was like go back to what I was. Yeah. I wanted to go back yeah. to what I felt and normal. I hate using that word, but being normal, you know, yeah. and I just couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't take this anymore. I couldn't take the feeling of this anymore. So I tried it. Um, long story short, didn't do it. I was thankful that one thought that went through my mind was don't do it. And it was the only thought that my mind had over my body during that, that process. I didn't tell my partner about it. I didn't tell my friends about it. I didn't tell anyone about it. So you can imagine all the pressures and, well, I shouldn't say pressures, but all the, all the challenges that you have during a pregnancy. Yeah trying to support your partner mm-hmm. on top of, you know, you just tried to end your life last week and now you're just trying to move on without telling anyone about it. This was the part so, of your story, Jacob, that really like I remember listening to that on the podcast the first time and thinking to myself, A, how, how scary it was, how much 
I related to number one, that state of being medicated for a physical condition, which is actually a mental condition and the side effects of that and of any, you know, many other medications. But this part specifically, when you said you didn't tell your partner, you didn't tell your friends and that, and oh, actually, sorry, I'll take a step back. When you first said, you know, I, the only thought you had was don't do it, like stop. And how thankful you were that you had the ability to think stop because so many don't, you know what I mean? Um, have that, 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 that ability because it's so so gone chemically balanced the other way um and i think that everything you're saying about that sort of stigma around men talking is really the hard thing because if you can't even talk to your wife <laughs> you know what i mean and like you said all the things around that like life is hard enough at the best of times let alone to have a pregnant wife as well who in her own way is having so many mental um, changes physical changes and hormonal changes like it's a big big enough load for her and then the support that you need to offer. So I guess from that, what would then made you, um, I guess, to just sort of jump forward, it was that then made that made you speak to your life, your now coach. Yes? Yeah. yeah. So this, this, is a, this is my favourite story that I ever tell because it, it really encapsulates the idea of the, the quantum world and yeah, pretty much the universe looking after you, right? Definitely. So... I, uh, yeah, I went through all of that for two and a half years. Of not telling anyone. Not telling anyone, not telling anyone at all. It would have been closer to two years. So I kept it to myself. Um, there was still some days that it, it, I did have, like, um, feelings of anxiety and stuff like that. Um, I've, I sort of, like, worked techniques, unhealthy techniques, but I had techniques that get me through it. Yeah. Eating heaps yeah. of food, drinking alcohol, taking drugs, um, pretty much anything to escape reality for half an hour. Yeah, I'm all about it. So I did that for yeah, a long time and I ne neglected my partner and my daughter for a very, very long time. Then I, yeah, I had spoken to Lauren about it after, around the two-year mark, I explained this is what's happened. I didn't want to tell you about it. This is what I did. And she was shocked. She wasn't angry or anything like that that I didn't tell her, but she was just shocked. She was yeah. like, I yeah. didn't know. So now this is the this is a beautiful story. So my partner out in our um you say it's like a granny flat and extension out the back of the house. So she's turned it into a studio. So she runs her own business called uh In Birth and Beyond. Yeah. So she um does hypnobirthing. So she helps um, couples um, have like a positive birth and not go through the hospital system. And have, like, it's a, a fantastic, yeah. We did it with our first. We did a hypnobirthing oh, class. Awesome. Here. It's fantastic. Yeah. And again, I stumbled across your wife's Instagram purely by incident yeah. and then happened to just notice the two of you in the imagery and was like, oh my goodness, there you go. So, no, fantastic. Check it out as well. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, and so it was her, one of her clients. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was doing that and um, she, she had her couples throughout the day. And she came back up inside one day on a Saturday <clears throat> and she said, um, I know that you said you wanted to um, go talk to someone, but you didn't want to talk to someone like a psychiatrist. Because yeah, you didn't want to. I guess the thought process for me with a psychiatrist is that I want to talk to someone, but talk to someone for A, that I can relate to, and B, I don't just have an hour with them and then they say, cool, I'll catch you next week. Yeah. I'd rather have like yeah. a Zoom call like we're having right now where I can chat to someone for an hour and it might go for an hour and a half if I want to express more. So she goes, um, yeah, his name's Jacob. He is a men's coach. Um, he was explaining to me in the um, birthing course. Um, I didn't say that you wanted to talk to anyone, but I just thought I'd let you know. And I was like, no, Lauren, no, I'm fine. I'm sweet. I'm all good. I don't need help. Right? I'm, at this point, I'm 122 kilos, not doing any physical activity, not looking after himself in any sense. I, okay. I'm what I call autopilot. So I... Um, struggle to get out of bed. Every every single day is the same routine, snoozing yeah. an alarm, not wanting to do anything, no motivation. 
really fatigued on every level, aren't you? By that point, when you're in that state of just every, potato every state, I call that potato state in our house when I'm just yeah. completely, I can't move, potato. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she didn't say to me, well, you need help, but she was like, just think about it. That's all I asked, just think about it. I was like, all right, cool. First time, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Second time, I was like, maybe, maybe I could. Nah, actually, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Nah, stuff like that. If, if I admit to myself that I need help, then I need help and I don't want to do that. Isn't that such like so then the, such a double-edged sword there, isn't it? Because you're like, I don't want to admit that I need help because then I'll need help. But the only way to really get help, not even just from like an external source, but just intrinsically by yourself or inherently, you need to admit you have exactly. you have a problem, yeah. First step. Hey. Uh, yeah. So then the, the, the third time I was like, you know what? I, at this point I wasn't like, I, I, I had the motivation to do it or anything like that. I was just like, let me just message. Let me just message him and see what he says. Yeah. So I sent him a message and I was yeah. just like, um, Hey mate, uh, my partner, Lauren does your hypnobirthing course. Um, she said you're a men's coach. I love your page. And there was one post that he wrote literally explaining my day to day routine on an Instagram post. He's reading my mind right now. Like he knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I sent him a message and then, um, yeah, he was like, cool. I'll give you a call next week. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. Then a month later we started his program called the journey of strength and he's, he's called yeah journey of strength and embraces your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional planes of a man, combine them all together. And, um, yeah, I've said to this, I said to him many times, but he's literally, literally saved my life. Yeah. Like 100% saved my life. And um, yeah, it was a beautiful experience of doing like we're doing right now, jumping on a Zoom call twice a week with four other guys. So there's five guys in the call. And just learning some topics that I didn't really know and understand that would help me like they have. Yeah. And then, yeah, the best part about it was literally just getting on a call and going, hey, mate, I'm not good today. Like, I don't really feel the best. And we go through it and we talk about it. And, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing thing. So that was a 12-week course. And that pretty much just, like, knocked me down with the sledgehammer. I was a big pile of rubble. And yeah. then it's been built back up. So since then, I've, um, yeah, I've lost 25 kilos. I've um I, I feel like a new man like yeah. i feel like yeah. ever since i've been knocked down of that rubble and built back up i've become a man that i'm proud of and i've become a man that i can look in the mirror and i don't turn away from anymore wow isn't like, that look at him fantastic and that's yeah. like such a testament to the work that you have put in mm. um and and well done like you look fantastic, bro. <laughs> you look great. Yeah, um, you. you know it. what I mean? And, and it's not, um, you know, this isn't a podcast for mutual adoration by any means, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. You should be proud of you um, because that's a huge fucking effort. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so across yeah. that 12-week yeah. program under, and it's Jacob Weatherly we're, just, we're talking about, um, so check him out as well. He's like I'm following him on Instagram as well, um, and like Jacob this Jacob, Jacob Atkinson, gentle fatherhood has just said as well, like it changed his life. It saved his life. And it's something that is not just his story or our story. It's so many different people's shared experience. So get out there and talk, find someone like that and start that, that transformation. And so like Jacob, you're feeling empowered and super like, I love that. And it's funny that you say, you know, been broken down and rebuilt and and I feel like a new man. And that is exactly what these, these programs are designed to do, whether that be through, you know, not a psychiatrist or anything like you said earlier, because I totally agree. And that's again, something that a lot of people feel like, I don't want to go talk to a psychologist, a psychiatrist for whatever reason, whether that be time limits, financial restraints, or just predispositions, but whether they're, if it's a coach, a friend, or just somebody who can sit in your corner and help you see something differently um or how to deal with something differently and so from his course you've now changed your life like you said rebuilt yourself 
and you've got your own course now. Tell us a little bit about that because that's something that I think leads ultimately to your success. And that's the, you know, it's funny, we haven't even got to the first sort of big question that I really want to ask, and that is what is success to you? Like do you feel successful? So how do you get there? Mm. Okay, so the first part of the question so mm. <laughs> about my program is is uh, the beauty of it is I I was working at a pub for oh god eight years nine years yeah wow um, and it was part of my autopilot um, series of going to work same place doing the same thing every single day yeah seeing the same people every day. And not breaking that cycle, and I loved it every every single minute. I loved it. So it got to a point where I was just, I need to grow and I need to become a man that I actually enjoy. Yeah. So we do um, without without going telling too much of Jacob Weatherly's course, but we do this task um, <clears throat> around purpose, and it's sort of like a visualization. And um, long story short, I. Uh, I had a figure come up to me and put his arm around me and he said, you're not your father. You are not going to teach it. Uh, you're not going to treat your children like your father treated you. So teach your children what you want to be taught and then teach others how you want to be taught. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. So that'll I, knock I, you I, out. Yeah. So I, I had a chat with Jacob about it and um, he was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe coaching, is being you know helping people because that's what i've always wanted to do is help people i i tried to be a police officer ambulance firefighter uh <laughs> anything that i could help people with um I, I i wanted to do but what it really came down to was i wanted to help people get through what i went through and i went through this period with jacob and i said like what am i going to teach like i'm not Coach, like I, I, I haven't been doing this for ages. I haven't, yeah, you know, yeah, um, done everything like that. And he goes, mate, just to put it plain and simple, you tried to end your life, and now look how empowered you are. Teach people that. Hundred percent. How you got yeah. where you are. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. that broke a wall, and I was just like, okay. So my program is called the shift. Uh, the premise behind it is shifting from that autopilot to an ambitious illuminated man that the premise is to just be happy within themselves and look in the mirror and just be happy so it's a it's a 12-week program and it's a i'm so proud of it and it's so life-changing it really is because i went through it with jacob and mine is even completely different to his so it's just an amazing thing and um yeah it's it's a it will help a lot of men. And Absolutely. I can't wait to see yeah. more of it. I know that you've got a couple of intensive programs coming up in Melbourne, um, oh, dude, coming up, which is going to be huge. Oh. Yeah, and again, like, I know a, that we've been able to schedule it before you leave for Melbourne even just to even catch up tonight, which is which is fantastic. The um, But I know, like, I can't wait to see more of it um, from what I have seen on your Instagram that you've shared it's already you know the questions you're asking and some are just the the internal you know inward reflection activities that these that we all should take not just these guys who are doing the course but everyone should take those steps and just take a minute to ask themselves some of these questions like you said you know what is your purpose um or one of my favorites which you ask in in a lot of your interviews and the recordings you've done which is how do you want to be remembered like it's those really deep philosophical questions that people go jesus like i've never thought of it but if you actually cut through the bullshit of your day-to-day and, you know, it's those people who are on autopilot and I think your terminology is just spot on too. When you say it's autopilot, it's those ones who are like they just coast and they, they go, I'm not quite fulfilled, I'm not quite happy about it, but I'm also not quite fucked off enough to do anything about it. I'm just happy, you know what I mean? But then you just sort of, it, it builds and builds and builds on you and you either sort of get weighed down or you need to, if you literally set yourself on fire and burn through the shit to, you know, arise at the top of it and transcend that to this next level of your own mentality, physicality, uh, spirituality, whatever that looks like. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. the thing that you, that really hit me with your, your 
terminology, your page, your, your, your ethos with the stuff that you've shared from Jacob as well. That's something that I think all three of us really connect on and unite on. Um, yeah, incredible stuff, incredible stuff. So Appreciate now it. that you've done this and you, you've, you're ready to, to do this, tell me, is this what success looks like? Is this what you thought success looked like? You know, I've, I've asked myself this question a lot over the last couple of years. And uh, success is relative, right? So what is, what is success to me and success to you is it, would be, it might be the same, it could be different, but it's relative. It's relative to your reality and to my reality, so it could be completely different. But what I came down to is this. I know I'm a successful man by how my daughter is embodying the lessons that I teach her. And I mean that in the sense of, I know my business is going to be successful. I know myself as a man, I'm going to be successful. I know that you know my relationships are going to be successful, but my true success legacy, you could say, is seeing how my daughter embodies the lessons that I've taught her. So she, she's honestly, she is the most amazing little two and a half year old. It's, it's insane. She's so consciously aware. Yeah. Um, of what's around her and um, even in the sense, like a little example, like even when we're outside and walking around, it's not like she's asking for a screen to look at or she's asking for, um, you know, like a, a, an escape from reality. Yeah. Let's go eat food or do yeah. something like that. Yeah. She's consciously looking at like, oh, look, like, there's a butterfly. Oh, like, there's the grass. Let me go pick it up. Actively just observing that world around her. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a yeah. So like I have a testament to you and I. I, 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 (laughs) That's that's good parenting. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my success. Yeah. My success is seeing how she treats people, how she acts in public, how she is as a human. That's my success because she's getting conditioned from from myself and Lauren, right? So she's getting preconditioning as we go from our parents. Yeah. So that's success to me. Success is how consciously aware my children are. I love that. I love that so much and totally agree. I think that's something that like becoming a parent really makes you aware of. That's what I found anyway. Like a bit later, we were, we were actively trying to get pregnant the first time. And um, I think like I just, when we first found out that immediate feeling and, it's it's something that a lot of guys either don't think about until after they've become a father. And then when the sort of the mental weight of that maybe hits them, they go, Oh, like I've not had any time. So I'm like, we don't become fathers until the, the child arrives. And that's something that I know that a lot of us think afterwards and we go, the mothers have nine months to bond maternally, physically, you know, in every way. Um, but we, we, we don't think about it like that. But then when you have, a kid you just become acutely aware of oh my goodness everything I do is being totally reflected back at me in this beautiful little package and it's all those things that are you know even your worst habits which I know is so like cliche but it's so true isn't it like my son super like a bit like your daughter like you said that example outside very engaged with the world around him and just wants to be you know, smelling the flowers which is again like we taught him to stop and smell the flowers because that's just a key lesson in life that you should pass on do you know what I mean um yeah. but it, it is that ability to, to transfer life skills like that and uh, I think that's a testament to you guys that's great parenting that's a whole nother podcast episode about parenting isn't it that we could sit and chat about yeah. you mentioned like I think it's so interesting when you mentioned how we then we're conditioned from our parents in every way um i come from an italian household like an italian migrant family very european not a huge amount like very emotional and passionate i suppose on a day-to-day level of passionate but i guess like emotionally not a lot of um male emotion displayed other than the archetypal masculine macho man goes and makes money supports the household mum runs the household at home. Do you know what I mean? Um, But, like, watching watching our parents, do you think that your idea of success being 
what you've passed on and how your children then behave or, you know, what you've taught them. Is that the same idea of success you think your parents had or did, what does success look like between the generations? That's a good question. I, speaking from, once again, relative to me, um, I believe my my mother for sure, she, um, yeah, she done everything that she could for me. She worked three jobs for me. She um, sacrificed a lot for me. And in the sense of I don't think she was consciously thinking, okay, he's getting conditioned off me. I need to be teaching him this. I don't think she was doing that. I don't think she was thinking on those thought processes at all. Yeah. But what she taught me was things that she wasn't trying to teach. She was showing me, you know, um, how to care for your child and how mother's love is and how um, yeah, valuable that is. And um, from my father, I cannot say. My father left our family when, when I was around six, seven years old. So that's... Uh, that was pretty much like 90% of the the work that I had to go through. And yeah, the, uh, yeah the, the conditioning that I went through, right? So like I, I developed like a lot of belief systems through that time. And I, um, yeah, yeah, without, without getting too deep, like I developed these systems where I couldn't really express my true love because I thought that would leave me. So that yeah. was my belief system. Absolutely. Because I was showing my full love to my father, but he left and he didn't want to be around. Yeah. So then what come from that was very, very low self-worth. And then I was trying to get gratification off people because I wanted to feel happiness from the outside. I wasn't getting it from the inside. Yeah. So that was a lot of a lot of things that I worked through. And but yeah, answering your question, my mother taught me some valuable lessons and to be honest my father taught me valuable lessons as well and he's shown me not what to do he's shown me the other side of cool to put it completely frank this is a fucked up father don't do this yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i hear that i hear what you're saying and and even though you know you you could people say oh that's you know it's a silver lining (laughs) as far as like the lesson you've learned um, cause that's going to be the thing that's more powerful than, than him leaving. Um, mm. thank you for sharing that. I know that, yeah, without going to deep again, like feel free to go as deep or as, as shallow as you wish on every, every topic or question, Jacob, there's no limit. Um, but yeah, like it's, I think that's probably where I, I always felt like that was where I got the opposite from. Cause you know, when you grow up, people are always like, you're either going to become your parents or you become the opposite of your parents. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like now as a, you know, early to mid-30s, a father of two, only now I see the parts of me that really do reflect them and the parts of me that totally are not. But the parts that I totally reflect, I get now, which is like the scary part sometimes where I'm like, oh, I now understand like dad's outlook on life was always very chilled out in the sense of like, Okay, like if, if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. Like you have to just sort of go with that and, and flow with it. Yeah. You know, dad never really got too upset about anything. It was very, very Italian. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, we'll fix it tomorrow. Yeah. Or like that that won't be wrong for long. Like it's all good. Um, whereas, you know, mum was a bit more of that sort of highly strung, you know, get up and why, why is there no sense of urgency here? Like for you to do that. And that sort of, so we always had this sort of conflicting volume, number one, (laughs) growing up in a very loud house. And then, you know, you don't recognise some of the male role modelling that's actually going on with that hardworking male in the family. I just see him as going, coming, being very relaxed, but then mum always being that stressed out. So watching that, you know, I see the parts of me that I go, oh, man, I've definitely taken those parts. Now I get it as an adult. So in retrospect, it's always good. And I guess, like, you said that your mum wasn't thinking along those thought processes of, you know, oh, he's learning from me because like, I'm going to teach him. It's great to work three jobs. I'm going to teach him. That's not what she's teaching you. She wasn't thinking that. She's teaching you, obviously, that hard work is required for survival, for love, but it all comes from a place of love. Do you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, that's what love looks like, not the person who walked away. 
Yeah, exactly right. So then when it comes to failures, would you consider along your journey because of that, has that led you to any failures that then have... Since my childhood, you mean, or...? No, 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 not since your childhood. I think, like, there's, I think given everything that you've already shared just on this episode for, for our show, let alone I want people to go listen to your podcast too, but, like, <laughs> you obviously have worked through a lot over a long period of time and only after suffering a physical reaction of anxiety unbeknownst to you. And anxiety, again, like we know, we spoke, we spoke earlier about how... Um, like toxic masculinity is a word in the last decade or like a phrase in the last decade. Anxiety has been around forever. We know this. But, again, it's only really become, and even mental health in general, only really become that talking point in the last decade where we're understanding that we need to treat it like a physical condition because it is. It manifests itself in physical conditions. See what I mean? You've experienced that. There's no way you're having a heart attack if you're a physically fit young guy. So I think we need to change the the narrative around it. But I guess I digress and I've sort of gone off a little bit. But what I'm saying is what you've already unpacked has shown a great amount of work that's gone into it from your point of view. So I know there's there's probably been failures to even just get to that point. But I'm saying once you've had that, I'm going for it, I'm rebuilt, I'm re-empowered, I'm going to go do my course. I'm going to now connect other men to connect with themselves, connect with their children in a way that I never did or never could or never had. Were there failures after that, the days where you just couldn't couldn't push through and how did you? Or was it just simply up, like you just on a full-out trajectory from there? Uh, I, wish, I wish I was superhuman and just, I just had <laughs> a push trajectory for sure. Every, everyone has good days and bad days, as everyone says. And, yes, I've rebuilt myself. And, yes, I um, am a, a man that is more motivated now and a confident man and knows what he's doing and knows what his purpose is. But, yeah, of course, there is some days where I wake up and I second-guess myself or um, there are some days where I um, don't have motivation and. The the difference is with what it was back, say, four years ago, five years ago till now, is if I do have those low self-worth days or I do have um, low motivation days or I feel like, you know what, I just can't bother today, I have worked on myself so much that I have these not, not even um, – systems that I go through, it's more consciously knowing. That's the biggest thing I, I teach my guys is that be aware mm-hmm. of what you're doing because that's what happens on autopilot, right? You're not aware and you just keep going on day to day to day to day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, four years has passed and you're just going, fuck. What the fuck happened? Happens? Yeah. 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 So it's like you're just going like a time, time machine. But I'm aware now. I'm aware of um, one thing that has changed for me is snoozing the alarm. I don't snooze my alarm. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any advice I would give to anyone? If you say the night before that I'm getting up at 6 a.m., get up at 6 a.m. Yeah. Do not snooze yeah. that alarm because if you start snoozing your alarm, your whole day is snoozed and you just are in this sleep inertia state that your body is just like, well, you just said we're asleep, now we're awake, and then we're back asleep, now we're awake again. Yeah, yeah. you're all over the place. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So are you, a, are you a morning ritual guy? Like what is your, do you have a, an atomic habit or an atomic ritual that you go through to get you fired up every morning? Yeah. My, um, my morning ritual used to be about three hours worth of ritual stuff, and it got to a point where I was just draining myself when I thought I was doing something positive for my body, it was just draining. So three hours. Now that's like it's be lunchtime though. By the time you got to three hours, that's lunchtime, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that one I used to get up at 4.30, 4.30 till 7.30 and have my rituals. But Wow. wow uh, that's Mark Wahlberg level yeah. dedicated. <laughs> yeah. So now it's um it's 5.30. I'm up at 5.30. Um, I will uh, – Go um, have a lemon water or a coffee. I interchange some days. 
mm-hmm. um, and then it's straight to meditation. So um, any guys out there, or, or women, I shouldn't say just guys, but any anybody out there that doesn't meditate, please start meditating. Meditating is like, I know it sounds like a woo-woo thing and it feels like, you know, I'm getting this star. No, 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 no. And it's not, and it's not. Yeah. Meditate, and it's so funny because I know that you've spoken on this before and it's one of the things that I really loved when you said, look, meditating was always one of those things that you thought was like such a spiritual, yeah, woo-woo, good term, stars and moon. Meditating doesn't always look like that, does it? Like meditating comes in so many different forms now. Um, and and it's funny because one of the things that you said like about spirituality, you didn't want to be spiritual because um, you didn't want to be like woo-woo or based on anything. But I wanted to ask, like where does spirituality now whatever that looks like. And again, like I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, I'm, I was raised Catholic. I am Catholic, but I'm also totally open to every single belief because they're not my beliefs. And why should I discredit that? So do you know what I mean? Like spirituality comes in so many forms as does everything we're discussing today, but where does spirituality now for you sit, whether that be meditation or or woo woo. (laughs) -woo. Uh, It's, it's a very valuable thing for me now is my connection with myself that is how I feel so connected with myself I've um I've done a lot of work on meditating and do it you know for half an hour every day and you're able to you know pretty much have a chat with your subconscious and because yeah your conscious mind what's going on right now is five percent so that's five percent of your mind is what this is around us not 25% 25% is all subconscious. Yeah. So we can access so much more of our mind with um, meditating. That's how I access my subconscious is meditate. So, um, yeah, yeah. if you're listening to it, it does sound pretty weird, but I, I meditate and I, I put my mantras on and I pretty much have a talk to myself and have a chat to myself. 100%. Yeah. I don't think it sounds weird at all, man. Like I think you'll find it's, that 95% um, of successful people out there are doing the same thing, whether that be a morning ritual or a talk to themselves, a pep talk or a meditative state, whatever that looks like for them. But 100%, I think there's something to be said about smashing your morning out. Like yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's a valuable thing to me now is my spirituality plane and how I connect with myself and how I feel. Um, if, if I miss a meditation, it, I, it's not like I'm, I regret it or I feel off or anything, but I, I do. I love it. I, I love going out into a room, dead silent, early morning with the sun rising, put some salt lamps on, put your mantras on, and, and yeah, like some amazing, amazing things have happened through my meditations. Like I, I'm writing a book at the moment, so my book – is come from my subconscious so i i was able to access my mind and i got seven chapters from the book and i'm writing wow yeah about my life from accessing my subconscious and the the thoughts and images that yeah it's an amazing amazing thing and yeah i never thought that i would be writing a book say a year ago and if you said i was right okay so now i've got you know, I'm looking at it right now. I've got like nearly eighteen thousand words jotted down. Like it's 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 nearly that's it's incredible. Not really done, but it's you know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, <laughs> and that's all come from connecting with myself. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's all about being aware. You hit the nail on the head when you said like this is five percent around us, and we go, I'm awake, I'm alive, I'm aware of what's going on. But there's that ninety five percent of subconscious. So if you are aware. Um, and this comes back to your whole program, the shift about being aware of your actions. You know, I get, um, I don't suffer fools lightly in the sense of you're aware of your actions. People are aware of their actions. If you are in the wrong, if you're, if you've done wrong by someone, <laughs> you know, that person, you, you are the only individual, oneself who knows the truth inherently. Yeah. And it comes back to everything in your behavior. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, and, and I think meditation is such an important conduit to bridge those two states, to be aware. And that's maybe what leads people to be better people when they realise, they go, fuck, maybe I am an asshole. Maybe I do have some work to do. Maybe I need to address 
the need I have, which is causing my behavioral issues. Do you know what I mean? Like underneath every emotion is a, a need and every need then is coming from something. So let's address that rather than the, address the cause and not the symptom. But I guess like for me, it's an awareness thing. I love that. I love that your program aims to make people aware of themselves, aware of their baggage, of their mental state, the ability to say, I'm not okay, or what am I doing? <laughs> um, I just think it's... Yeah, so, yeah, the program is, um, yeah, <laughs> I can't even put it into words how good it is. It's, and I, I never used to be a type of guy that would say, oh, I've got this thing and it is so good. Yeah. You know what? I do have yeah. a thing and it is fucking good. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it yeah. myself and it's like, the first, the first um, call is like an introductory call and um, what we're about and what we'll go through and everything like that. And then the second call is like, cool. So everything that you've learned in your life right now, sweet. We're going to scrap all of that and we're going to literally start at the bottom and we're going to work our way up. So the second call is literally just what we're talking about. What is reality? How we see reality? What our brain and cognitive thought processes are when it comes to reality and how you are able to... Um, yeah understand your subconscious a bit more and then and then we delve into a lot more topics but yeah i love i love doing that second call because everyone's just like if you can answer those questions and not everybody can not not necessarily straight away um you know if you can answer them i think it's the step forward for anyone who wants to at least understand themselves i think if you want to understand yourself you're only on a continuous improvement journey no matter what and that's a step in the right direction. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think just to be a good, a good human. It was funny, actually. Sorry to go right back to the very beginning of our call um, when you were saying, you know, you always wanted to help people, wanted to be a fireman, a police officer, and an ambo. Yeah, yeah. like fuck, it, that just speaks to you, though. Like, you are obviously your purpose is to help people, um, and that's something that you're clearly very passionate about and very good at. You're connecting with so many already on your platforms. Heck, uh, you connected with me and today has just been literally like this is a joy and just hearing more of your story and understanding your methodology and your thinking around success and how you do it um, and your program, you know, whether that be on a one-to-one level or one-to-many level, um, you know, it, it's something that everyone can benefit from. I want to finish with a series of quick fire questions, if I can, with you, Jacob. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Wicked. What is your favorite word? Ooh, favorite word. I think right now it's love. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite word right now is love. Loving myself, loving, loving my, yeah, my others and my children. Man. Yeah. Good man. What is your least favorite word? Ooh, least favorite word is hate. Funny how they go together, doesn't it? Funny how that goes together. <laughs> Literally, as you said, I was like, it's hate. It's got to be hate. <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah. And I echo that one. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Mm. I think what does that for me and all those plans put together pretty much is yeah, me asking myself that question of how do I want to be remembered? Actually, there's two questions I ask myself to keep me like that. How do I want to be remembered? And would I teach my children children that? Yes, that's one that I've taken from you guys. And I totally like, we already practiced it, but I think it's articulated beautifully when I heard it on your podcast. What do I want to teach my children? I think that's perfect. Yeah, and it's it's not just for guys that have children now. You, You can ask yourself, you know, for your future self when you have children, would I teach my children this in this certain situation? Would I teach my children that, you know, I've missed a gym session, so don't look after yourself physically? Would I teach my children yeah. that, um, you know, oh, it's okay to yell at your partner? It's okay to treat your partner 100%. Like that? Or, um, yeah, yeah, it, that, those, those for sure would be my two questions that keep me the way that I am. Okay. What turns you off? Hmm. What turns me off would be definitely my daily habits. If my daily habits fall through, that definitely turns me off that mindset. Kills the vibe for the day, yeah. Yeah, if pretty much starts in the morning. Like when I I uploaded a podcast today and we were talking about my biggest challenge every day is my alarm. So 
very first thing in the morning is my biggest challenge. And if I get up straight away when my alarm goes off, I've, I, in my mind, I've won the day. 100%. Yeah. I've said what I was going to do. I'm not doing it. If I snooze it once, even for 10 seconds. Undone. Yeah. yeah. Undone. Which, which could be, a, it could be a, a flaw in myself as well, which I might need to work on. But yeah, that's what makes, yeah. But you're aware. And again, like it goes back to what you were saying before, like you're aware, you know, when you're having bad days or good days, as long as you're aware and you're accountable for that and you, it's the 90, the 90, 10 rule. Do you know what I mean? It's 90% yeah. good, 10%. Yeah. You got to You got to You're going to have a bad day. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Ooh, favorite curse word. I'd have to, have to be a traditional. What would I use the most? I, being around children so much, I hardly swear. <laughs> fire truck, um, bananas. Yeah, yeah fire truck, yeah. Uh, I think it would have to be the F-U-C-K. I think that's the, yeah, I think it would have to be. It's classic. It's versatile. That's, that's what, yeah, it's what I love about it. Yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Ooh, right now I'm loving hearing um, uh, like theta waves. Like what, sorry? If you don't know what they are, theta waves, T-H-E-T-A waves. So you can look them up on, look them up on YouTube after this and it's like um, it's a certain um, like uh, hertz like sound. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I listen to. No, no, I listen to different like the frequencies, that kind of stuff. That's what you're saying? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So, um yeah, they're my favorite at the moment. That that or um, hearing rain in the morning when you're waking up. That's my favorite. Oh, good one. What sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> A screaming three-month-old. I cannot stand it. It's just I I know that I'm reacting in a way that I don't want to react, but I'm just like I can't. Okay, you're you're allowed to feel like that. And that's the yeah. parents all around the globe, hopefully listening to this going, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. It's all right. They're only going to, they're only little ones. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Ooh, I would, uh, what profession would I like to attempt? I'd love to be a physicist. I'd love to be a, um, yeah, yeah, explore, um, or like like neural science or something like that. I'd love to do that. I, right now, I don't think I'd be able to. You but, don't have time right uh, now. You've got you've yeah, got too yeah. much on right now. <laughs> You'll be getting yeah, up another hour. That's, that's yeah, that's a profession that I um, yeah I, I really really enjoy. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, go back to KFC. That that's my uh, <laughs> yeah. No, not a fan. I, I, okay. I no, I was there for four years. That's enough. Yeah, well, too many tender, tender strips. I actually will admit I did have it today for the first time in a long time. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's the universe slapping that back in my face for today. And <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say at the pearly gates? Mm. That's a very, very good question. I like that question. That's a very, oh, yeah, me very too. Nice yeah, question. it's a good one. Yeah, that's a um, yeah. Like that's the uh, before I answer, like the funny thing, like how you said about your um, um, like Catholic beliefs and everything like that. It's um, I really like the idea of um, like God in a sense and what God is to people and their belief systems around God and what you believe about God, what I believe about God two different things but yeah it's a it's a really really nice societal structure that we have around um or religion isn't really spoken about but the sense of what god is and what is god and i um yeah i have mates that believe that god's like a, a spiritual being inside them that yeah they have a talk to or i um yeah, like Catholic beliefs is different to that. And then people that are, um, you know, like uh, different other um, cultures believe different things about God. And I just, 
that really, really fascinates me. That's why that question really, really got to me. So I'm really I'll get you on for another episode. We definitely like that's, and that's something that I love to discuss because again, like my beliefs are not, I'm not like absolutely, um, you know, fundamentally Catholic in the sense of the fundamentals, fundamentals of it. Um, but yeah, like I hear exactly what you're saying. And that's what I love so much about it is that it is your God could be anything. Your God could be the glass of water in front of me. And that's totally rad by me because, and that's a whole theory I would love to discuss with you, just that openness, because I think that's something that's so important. So I guess whatever it looks like, and that's, that's why I like this question. It's so open for interpretation as far as if God exists, whatever that looks like for you, whatever the afterlife looks like, what would you like to hear that, that thing say? What would you like? Good to say. What? I would like God to say to me that your children are proud of you. That's what I'd like to hear. So I think, yeah, when I when I wrap everything up and when I that's a beautiful question. I like that question. When everything's wrapped up and, um, yeah, this 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 life that we are in is all said and done. I would love God to just say to me, "Yeah, they're proud of you, and they've um, they're going to be magnificent humans." That's yeah, that's what I'd love to. I love that because it's yeah, like what me and my partner have been conditioned with. We're pretty much just like cool. We're cutting that in the tracks right now, so our next generations are able to, yeah, yeah, not to do that. Yeah, that's what I would love to hear. I love that. I love that answer. I think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. We'll have to chat more about this, and we will. I hope (laughs) Um, on another. Oh oh my goodness! On another another conversation. That's the the wonderful thing I hope about um, about these episodes is that. Like I said, they're not. I'm not limiting it. It's not business success. It's not personal success. It's success across the whole board. Like what makes you tick? What motivates you? What like you just you've answered everything so beautifully tonight and articulated everything, man. Like this has been an absolute pleasure for me. Um, yeah, I hope you haven't uh, felt like you've just been on twenty questions with the you know. Please interrogate. Oh, no, 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 no. I've. Uh... I've done some podcasts in my time and this has been yeah, very enjoyable and very um, profound to me because, um, yeah, you're very, I'm sure that you're aware of this, but you're very connected with yourself and you're very sure of yourself and you articulate your words in a very professional manner. And, um, yeah, I think this podcast will, will do magnificently well. Thank yeah. you because I am literally, this is something I've, said for a long time to like my not only colleagues and stuff and again I mentioned earlier without going into it too far right now that like I come from a background of performing and media and arts and it's something that I've always sort of done and I guess knowing my strengths throughout that career and all the while maintaining a professional career in an executive world is what I've done you know so I've managed to like go off and have the highest of highs in the craziest of lifestyles and then still come back to an executive professional career suit and tie kind of thing. And I think over the last sort of 10 years of that, whilst running all of these things on the side, I've just been like, I've got to do it. Like I actually just need to fucking do a podcast or something. But then I've always had that doubt. Like, you know, you said like, who wants to hear this? Who actually wants to listen to these things or what do I have to offer? And then I guess like with my whole physical like chronic pain condition, a chronic migraine condition, which was undiagnosed for my whole life, unbeknownst to me, until, you know, the point where I'm having these series of, you know, medications that are doing nothing but fuck me up further. Um, yeah, this whole year I've just sort of spent refocusing and was like, you know what, now's the time. So for you to offer that kind of feedback makes me feel very confident in the sense of I get I think uh, thrown off on myself in the sense of like, who wants to hear this guy talk? It's just I want to connect people like this, and it's wonderful. It's not even about. I think, I think with um, yourself especially, don't try and um, like you said, like what am I going to talk about? Like why would people listen to this? Don't um, get in your head too much about that because you've already got the most valuable thing that everyone would like is 
to have a genuine character and a genuine soul. You already have that. So thanks, man. Your your podcast or whatever you do in your life is going to be successful or, um, like you said, connecting people or anything like that because it it will happen. Just be be yourself. Even if, um, yeah, like you said, if you wanted to talk about God or if you wanted to talk about COVID or if you wanted to talk about Whatever. Just <laughs> not COVID. We're not talking yeah, about COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVID's had enough airtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID's cancelled for 2021. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I, I really struggled with when I first um, started my podcast was why would anyone want to listen yeah. to my yeah. sub story? Like, like, oh, another guy's trying to kill himself. Cool. Like, that's what was going through my mind. But and yeah, that is so not even a thing it, that people take away. And that's right. You're you're right in that sense that who would want to hear it? The people who want to hear it are hearing that message. They're not hearing another guy kill himself. They're hearing a story of empowerment, overcoming adversity, yeah. and and self self belief, self made success. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not. It doesn't fucking happen overnight. And especially when, like we said, the mental creates the physical, creates the spiritual you know they all play into each other tonight has been rad i thank you so much for all of your time tonight and i look forward to sharing many more conversations with you my, my absolute pleasure thank you for for having me on and um yeah you should be proud of yourself giving a platform that people can relate to and um yeah you'll you'll be very very surprised and humbled how many people you will touch and connect and be able to help them because i thought i wouldn't be able to and yeah, it's a really, really humbling experience. Yeah, there's plenty more that we can go through. But the one question I always ask myself is, um, like for you, for example, with your podcast, if you're in that, that self self doubt mind frame, of, um, why would anyone want to listen to this? Or like, what am I doing this for? Just ask yourself, what purpose does yeah. this podcast have? And then you can come up with a list of answers of what it does for you. So if it's giving that to you. And give that to everyone else. So that's why why you're doing it. So, but yeah, yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing because it's it's a beautiful thing, and I have thoroughly enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed. Legend, you are an absolute legend. A one all the way. I can't wait to speak to you again. <laughs> Thank you again for your time tonight. Yeah, okay. stay in touch. I'll see you on the gram. Yeah, hell yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> okay. Thanks, mate. To continue the conversation, suggest a topic, a guest, or if you'd like to share your success strategies and journey, then connect with me and the podcast on Instagram at the real Vince Fusco. See you there. <laughs>